Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Hey folks, and welcome to The Prestige. But this isn't a normal episode of The Prestige. This isn't what we're calling one of our mainstream episodes. As I mentioned last week, we've been doing our main show every two weeks for the last couple of years. And so with season five coming around, we thought we'd mix it a little bit and bring you something smaller, lighter certainly, but still an episode on the off weeks. These we are calling our small batch episodes. So what that essentially is, it's this week, it's just me, I've got no Sam, I'm flying solo, and I'm going to be talking to you about a movie that I've seen recently, or that I want to recommend, or something along those lines. It's somewhere between talking about what we've watched this week and a whole episode. And it's a chance for us to bring movies that we find, or we discover, or we love, to you guys without breaking the continuity of the main series. As we've said, we are going around the world and we are seeking out new film cultures this season. But, obviously in our small batches, we aren't beholden to that, and we can talk about whatever we want. And so, this week, for the inaugural episode of The Small Batch, I'm going to be talking about what isn't really one movie, but five movies. That is the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. You don't know what this is, do you? Aztec gold. The heathen gods placed upon the gold a terrible curse. Ten years we search. Every last piece we have found. Save for this. Hello, Bobby. They've taken Elizabeth. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. We must save her. Where do we start? Jack Sparrow. He talked about the Black Pearl. Make a deal with him. He could lead us to it. You forget your place. You are a blacksmith. If you spring me from this cell, I shall take you to the Black Pearl and your bonnie lass. You're a pirate. Forgot one very important thing, mate. I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. Pirates of the Caribbean is nominally the tales of Captain Jack Sparrow, played by Johnny Depp. Initially, it wasn't just him. He was part of an ensemble, telling the tales of Elizabeth Swan and Will Turner, played by Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom. But as the series has gone on and actors have moved on to other things, Jack Sparrow has become the main character. He certainly was a breakout hit from the first movie, and thus I feel the other movies were centred around him. Also notably, the first three movies were directed by Gore Verbinski, the fourth one by Rob Marshall, and the fifth by Esten Sandberg and Joachim Hroening, I probably pronounced that entirely wrong, with Joachim returning for the sixth upcoming. There's been a collection of writers, so Ted Elliott's done one to four and six, Terry Rossio done one to four, they brought in Jeff Nathanson and Craig Mazin for five and six, and They've had a revolving cast. You've had Johnny Depp as a through line in all of them, but also Jeffrey Rush playing Hector Barboza, Joshua Gibbs played by Kevin McNally. They've been, I think, in all five films, with Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan popping up in the first three, and then very briefly in the fifth. So that's a quick overview of it. Let's talk about what these films are about and how they are. First of all, the first three are brilliant i cannot express how good the first three films are 
The first one is clearly a standout. I can see why it launched the franchise. The first three are just solid, cracking adventure movies. They find that through line that the Indiana Jones movies treaded quite so well of being an adventure with a little bit of mysticism, a little bit of supernatural in there, but it isn't too weird. It isn't too out there. It hasn't, hasn't jumped the shark, I suppose, in that proverbial sense. Once Gorbavinsky moved on and that initial tale of the Turners concluded in the third movie, the fourth and fifth suffered greatly. The fourth was a fun yarn, certainly a fun yarn. Ian McShane pops up as Blackbeard, Penelope Cruz in it as Angelica, a love interest slash antagonist for um, Jack Sparrow. It's fine. It's a good, fun entry into the movie. It's not set the world on fire and ultimately just kind of like the character and see more of this world. The fifth one... I would say was almost actively bad. It lacked a lot of the style of the early ones. It lacked a lot of the panache of the early ones. It lacked massively a lot of the canonical sense of the first three or four. I think that, yes, we're dealing with ghosts and monsters and undead pirates and all of this, but there is a sense of a world here. There's a sense, it does that Doctor Who thing of kind of invoking a world that these characters live in from everything from the compass to the brethren court to the east india trading company being mentioned and coming back there's a whole world build here and the fifth one just kind of just throws that out of the window and things that have been canonical up until now just kind of forgotten and characters are just not mentioned when they're really important and things that were established in a movie just like who who cares and that kind of story through lines given way over to visual effects. And the visual effects are brilliant. The, the effects of Salazar, the ghost pirate killer, who's doing what he can with what he's got. But the visual effects look brilliant, but I think at the cost of the story. They don't have any kind of consistency to the earlier ones. And you don't care. Bottom line, you just don't care about all these people. And whereas the first four films kind of felt fresh and new, like they're bringing something new to this story. The fifth one just felt like a cheap rehash of those first five films. A lot of repeating motifs come back from a overly zealous British captain hunting them down to an undead foe of Jack Sparrow's. It's just, it's just boring. I think that last one was. So why am I here? What do I think about this? I think the film as a, the films as a collection of five are good fun. I think that they deal with some ideas of freedom. I think most pirate movies and pirate movies as a genre deal with this idea of freedom. These are free people. The seas of the world became more and more controlled. You know, the Brits, we had the empire we had and we conquered a lot of the seas to get that empire. And with that went the loss of the freedom of the world and went the loss of freedom of people. And so the pirate films here particularly invoke that idea of freedom, that pirates are the people who are free, that by embracing the pirate ethos and embracing the pirate ideals, you too can be free. And this is shown evidently in the arcs of Elizabeth Swan and Will Turner, that they both come from quote-unquote civilised society. One's the daughter of governor, one is a orphan boy raised as a blacksmith. And they live in society and they get drawn into the world of piracy through various means and reasons. And they discover freedom in that and they discover who they are in that. And breaking out of this patriarchal lockdown society, 
freeze them. And the same can be said for James Norrington, who is the antagonist in the first film and comes back as a sort of ally in second and third films. And these films have the idea of freedom, that freedom is what the battle is all about. It's about the control of the seas and whether that belongs to this poisonous, many-tentacled monster that is the British Empire, or whether it belongs to the people, the free people. This is lost in the later ones. It's lost in the way of mysticism and good effects, and you lose this central thing. But I think the first films really nail that down. Would I recommend you watch the films? Yes, hands down. I think the first three are brilliant movies worth watching. Absolutely brilliant worth movies. I think if you want to end at three, that's a very good call to make. If you want to push past three, I think four is a good fun Sunday afternoon movie. Stick it on with the kids. It'll be a good time. Five. I really struggle to recommend five. I have friends who love it. And I think friends who really embrace the, the joy of that movie. But I think for me, because I watch all of them in a big block, it's like a real departure from the first four. And I struggle to recommend that. This being said, there is a sixth one coming. There is a reboot coming starring Margaret Robbie, which, you know, Margaret Robbie is... In this movie, I'm I'm intrigued to see that. I'm intrigued to know what she's going to do with that. That she's an actress who's doing some amazing things, not only with her Harlequin stuff, but with her non-IP properties as well. I really am excited for that one. And I think I really enjoyed doing a little watch through. I've really enjoyed diving into these five movies. I'm still continuing to watch other pirate films. Um, they can be found on Disney+, and I'm sure you can find them elsewhere on the internet if you want to. So this is it. This is Small Batch. This is a short episode of me talking about something that I like. If there's a movie you'd like me to talk about on Small Batch, please let me know. You can find the show at Prestige Podcast on Twitter. Just drop me a line there. Drop me a DM or an app message. And you say, Rob, you know, I'd love you to try and talk about this movie. And I will try and get it in my schedule for this year. And we'll be back next week, guys, with another mainstream episode of The Prestige. See you then.